Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, I'm Jenny Gwen, and this is Catholic Moms in the Middle. I'm very excited about this week's show. We're going to talk about miracles, healings, and the Holy Spirit. I have invited my dear friend, Father Mark Nolte, on the show. Welcome, Father Mark. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, so Father Mark and I, gosh, we can say we go way back now, right? We met, it's been at least 10 years ago. He was the pastor at our church here in Nashville, and then he left and went up to Omaha. But we've kept in touch over the years, and we share a love of the Catholic faith, and we're always, uh, Gary and Father Mark and I are always talking about the Holy Spirit and and how to walk with the Holy Spirit. We recently saw you this past summer in Oklahoma City for a Randy Clark conference And that was so powerful. We all took away some amazing things to bring back home and to put into action. And recently, you went on an amazing mission trip. So I want you to talk to us today about the mission trip, what you experienced, and how it increased your faith and something you could share with us that could help increase our faith and then help us magnify Christ. Okay. Yeah, so a little background on the trip. The organization I went with is called Global Awakening, mm-hmm. and founded by Randy Clark. Right. And, and uh, some people may not know Randy Clark. Will you tell us about him? Yeah, he's an evangelical. He's very much involved in the healing ministry, being drawn to more and more to the Holy Spirit and the workings of the Holy Spirit. I heard about them through Encounter Ministries, which is a Catholic uh, apostolate out of Michigan. Actually, I heard about Global Awakening through uh, Dr. Bob Schutz with the president of the John Paul II Healing Center out of Florida. So I began buying uh, some of Randy Clark's books and Bill Johnson's books and reading them and realizing that both of these men, especially Randy, have they're very open to the Catholic faith, to Catholics. And um, well, and Randy Clark wrote a book with Dr. Mary Healy. Yes. I think it's called the Spiritual Gifts Handbook. Yes, I believe that's right. Yeah, she's a well-known Catholic teacher. Yeah, she's a biblical scholar, uh, works out of, Rome, out of Rome, and a brilliant woman and theologian, and also very much uh, spirit-filled. And so... Dr. Schutz had mentioned Global Awakening to our group and said that he had gone on one of their mission trips. 
So when I heard about that, I started reading his books because I kind of wanted to check him out, his theology and all that. And I thought, well, I don't hear anything, see anything that's contrary to what we believe. Uh, And actually, he does a really good job of kind of giving the history of the healing ministry, even within the the Catholic Church. He talks about the very early church and how this was very prominent in the early church. And uh, and then Encounter Ministries also does a great job of that, really giving the history of the healing ministry that is very prominent, is very much at the very heart of the Catholic faith uh, for, you know, the first three or four hundred years, especially. And then how we slowly kind of got away from that. Uh, but anyway, I just when I heard about Randy Clark and Global Awakening, more I read his books, I thought I want to go on one of these trips because uh, Dr. Healy, I believe uh, Dr. Schutz. Uh, both said, you know, this, if you really want to get on the fast track, so to speak, of healing ministry, you want to learn more about it, uh, you need to go on one of Randy Clark's trips, particularly one of his trips to Brazil, because that seems to be, from their experience, where the spirit seems to be most active Mm -hmm. and where you see just all kinds of healings of every sort. I mean, the healings we saw and witness was exactly what they said. You're going to see things that are right out of the Bible, right out of the Gospels. I've I've always have been drawn to the healing ministry since getting into the Catholic Charismatic Renewal back over 35 years ago. I've always been very much drawn to healing and deliverance ministry and um, couldn't read enough, learn enough. So, Yeah, so you felt called to go on this mission trip to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking before we started recording that traveling from Omaha all the way to Brazil was 21 hours. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of flights and a lot of layovers before you arrived to Brazil. So walk us through, once you arrived there, what did you encounter? All the team members flying into Rio de Janeiro are coming from all over not just the United States, but around the world. So our team was all the Catholics. They put all the Catholics together. (laughs) And uh, we were very well received. But my experience has been nothing but positive. They're very open, very loving. They they actually, they were excited to see Catholics. They did what's called impartation, where they're just praying that God would impart the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right, upon each of us. So that's always a very powerful experience. Um, it's very much like baptism of the Holy Spirit, where they're basically just praying for a release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are within all of us just by virtue of baptism. So I always tell people we have everything because we have the Holy Spirit. So it's really a praying that God would impart these gifts, that he would, I guess you could say, awaken or activate mm-hmm. these gifts within us, particularly the gift of healing. Um, so it's really in preparation for what we're going to do that next week. When you arrived in um, Rio and they put you in these different teams, when you went out, did you go to a church? It seems like this group goes there quite often with on mission trips. Did the, are the people expecting you? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's so it's, you're going to, uh, uh, there's 140 of us. So at first I thought, well, how are they going to get 140 of us in one church? So these are it's like uh, these are conferences that have been set up beforehand, right? So you're going into these churches, and they, yeah, they know you're coming. They're expecting you. And because we had so many team members, we we one of the one of the locations we went to was 
very large facility. It, it looked like it maybe used to be a some type of plant or something converted into a church and seated probably, I don't know, a couple thousand people. Uh, we went there. Some of our team members went there during the day. And basically, uh, we were there sitting up front and listening to Randy give his teachings. And then not only Randy was teaching, but uh, those on his team, other evangelicals in the healing ministry were giving teachings. And uh, so not only were we, there, were we there to pray, but we were also there just to be, to be taught and to, and to receive. And then we would also... Uh, the speakers would utilize us as team members to pray over people who, particularly for impartation. Um, so our, our job was really to be an extension of Randy and the other speakers and to go out into the crowd and to pray with people. He's training other people. And this is what he's really good at. He's really trying to, he wants to train and build up the body of Christ and uh, particularly lay people, right? He wants us to be open to the Holy Spirit and to the healing that God wants to do. So when he goes into these places, he's really training them how to pray with people. And uh, and then he also prays for impartation for them. So we're there to assist him in doing that. And then after dinner, the rest of us got on some small buses and we went out to other smaller churches in that area they were expecting us. Each night kind of started with praise and worship for probably 20, 30 minutes. And then the, uh, their own pastor would say a few words. And then uh, one of our leaders, one of Randy's team members would give a teaching. And then we would take time to do what's called word of knowledge, just listening. And he would ask the team members, you know, to come up on stage uh, and to share anything, any word of knowledge that maybe God gave us particularly around healing, what body part that you, is God revealing to you? Maybe it's, you know, a leg or a neck or a foot or whatever you're getting. So they would call the team members up and we would just share. He would just go down the line with the microphone, ask us what was impressed upon our heart. And we would share that. And then he would, he would tell the crowd there that if, if this is you, who, who this word of knowledge, if this is for you, then please stand up. And, they and would just to clarify, that word of knowledge is given to you through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So some people may not understand that it's an impression that the Holy Spirit makes on you that there's someone in the audience. And this word of knowledge is what's going to connect with them and their healing. Maybe it's a physical healing or an inner healing. Yeah. So it's it's given to you in the context of prayer, right? Now, some people can get it throughout their day. I usually start my day with prayer and ask the Lord, if there's anything or anyone that needs prayer, would you please give me an image or a name or scripture? So there's different ways you can get word of knowledge. It could be through, through just what you see in your imagery or what you hear in your heart, what you sense or, or what's impressed upon your heart. So everybody receives words of knowledge in different ways, but it, it comes through prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not magic or anything like that. You're just listening to the Holy Spirit and Him showing you what He wants prayer for. So probably, you know, one of the scriptures that comes to my mind when thinking word of knowledge, just so people know, is when Jesus met the woman at the well, He knew her, right? He knew that she had had 
five husbands and the man she was living with now was not her husband. Now, how did he know that? Right. And that's what we would call word of knowledge. Of course, he was totally in tune with his father. Sure. And so he and his father had deep conversations every day. So Jesus knew as he went out into each day, he knew the Lord kind of, I'm sure that his father laid it out for him as he went through his day. So that's kind of how I look at word of knowledge. It's just constantly talking to the father, not just in prayer, but just throughout my day, just asking, Lord, just show me a person, highlight a person, give me a name, give me a body part, give me something. Or sometimes he'll let me feel it in my body, like if it's an arm, or he may let me feel that pain in my body. It's another way he can show you what mm-hmm. what healing he wants to do. So that's what you do when you come up on stage. You're just sharing what you sense. We don't ever say, well, the Lord saith, or, you know, it's, you know, we're human. Sometimes we can miss it, but we're just sharing what we sense God's putting on our hearts. And then once all those are uh, delivered, then these individuals are asked to stand. Some people actually receive healing just by standing, just by acknowledging that's me. They'll they'll receive healing. So at the end, uh, they'll, they'll be asked to come forward. We spread out across the front. And we have a translator with us. So each one of us has a translator and somebody, you know, there to assist us. And basically what they say is whatever person that was up here, whatever, if they called out, if they had a word of knowledge that was for you, go to that person, which makes sense because God's giving that person maybe a particular grace to bring healing. So if I had knee, a right knee, then all the people in my line would be people with right knees. Right. Mm-hmm. So they get in line and we would pray over them. We had a lot of people, so we you couldn't spend a lot of time with them. And uh, we would pray over them for healing. Did you see healings happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're always asking them as we're praying for them, what's going on? Are you are you sensing anything, feeling anything? Not that they have to be feeling anything. We don't want to base everything on feelings, but they'll tell you, like, I feel some heat in my leg, right? Mm-hmm. I feel some tingling. Or sometimes I may say, no, I haven't, I don't really feel anything. And then, well, of course, after we pray over them, let's say it's a knee. I'll pray for that knee that in the name of Jesus, I just command that knee to be made whole and all the pain and swelling to be gone. And then we would have them kind of test that body part out like, okay, just walk around a little bit. Or say if it's your lower back, if I'm praying over your lower back, I, after I pray, I'll just tell, especially if they're sitting, I'll say, okay, could you get up and just bend over, just see how, see if it's any better. Some people, they'll have 100%. It's completely gone. Right. Some people will tell you, no, it's probably about 80% better. And I'll tell them, now, just keep praying and thanking God every day. I said, sometimes the healing will come later. It may come days, weeks later. Um, and not all people are healed, but we always tell people, um, you know, Jesus prayed over, everyone Jesus prayed over was healed. Everyone we pray over, God is going to heal them in some capacity. It may not be exactly what they're asking for, but we have to trust that God, being God, knows what their greatest need is. Sometimes it could be that they just, they need some inner healing, or they they just need to know somebody cares and loves them. You know, that might be the healing he wants to give them. So we get on the buses at the end of our night, the, the the leader of that particular bus would ask, how many had uh, blind people healed? Raise your hand. And she would count them. Okay, how many people that were deaf and received their hearing? Count them. You know, how many people uh, 
were crippled or lame and got out of wheelchairs, you know, they would count those. Uh, tumors, they would count those. And so Randy Clark is really wants to know why, because it builds people's faith, right? Mm-hmm. When they see uh, this, when you, you see all these numbers, it builds your faith. It builds our faith, even as people in the ministry, we need to see it too. So it says, um, we treated over on this trip, we treat over 15,000 people. We reached over 15,000 people with 2,051 healings. Um, a lot of the other thing I didn't mention is, you know, not only physical healing, but emotional healing. Mm-hmm. And that's an area that I just naturally feel drawn to over the years is what I call inner healing, emotional. So we had over a thousand, we know over 1,100 emotional healings. Deliverances. One of the things I noticed at the first church is a lot of young people, young adults, teenager, young adults, and I don't know how many of them. They rather than physical, they would talk. They would talk about anxiety. And I was talking to one of their young adults, and she said, "This is real common down here. Lots of anxiety, emotional healings. Seventy-four. What they call salvations. You know, that's their theology on that's a little different than than us for as Catholics. But where that would be where people actually uh, give their lives." To Christ, which I think is really good. And I always ask people when I'm praying with them, are they Christian? Do they go to any particular church? And whatever experience they have, if they're not going to church, I always tell them, hey, whatever uh, denomination you are, I don't try to, I don't push Catholicism. I don't try to convert them. I just say, hey, just find a church that could speak to you, that could that you could feel a part of and find fellowship with. I have here 44 rededications. That's p- people recommitting themselves to the faith. Um, 36 blind eyes open. One one lady I prayed for, she got about 80% healing in her eye. She was completely blind. She got about 70, 80% back. There were 50 uh, deaf ears open, 25 tumors that disappeared, 15 lame people walking, 30, 34 metal metal. Miracles. Now that one is awesome. I gotta say something about that. So metal miracles is people who have metal in their bodies from surgery, like steel rods or some type of a metal plate or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all great, right? All the miracles I've received uh, healing myself in the last year or so, so I can attest to it myself. You know, Father Mark, listening to you talk. It's so exciting. We've been to the Encounter Conference and we met at Greater Things, the Global Awakening Conference this summer. And so we've experienced it. We've seen how these people come forward and they're prayed over and we've each been prayed over and and had inner healings. But it's not something that's common in the Catholic Church. There are some, some parts of the Catholic Church that this is normal, but for the most part, These are not things that we normally do in the Catholic Church. Now, we have the greatest miracle that happens every time we go to Mass, right? Mm That we receive the Eucharist, which I think is the greatest miracle. But we don't often equate that miracle with the miracle of healings. Listening to you talk and you had to go all the way down to Brazil, that those healings do happen here in the United States in our own communities. Several months ago, a group of us went to a healing service. And um, I had a friend who was prayed over who had excruciating pain from a fall she took last January. 
and had broken her leg and just was using a walker in excruciating pain for months and got a complete healing Mm -hmm. and is still healed today. Being with her and, and watching it happen, seeing her now and how she is still healed, it does increase your faith. And it does, like for me, it made me want to learn more, to be more open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. That's one of the things that I'm working on. But what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and thinking, well, that happens in Brazil or that happens on TV? Because I think some of us, when we talk about the healing ministry, our thoughts go back to the TV evangelist, you know, where you got hit over the head and you're healed. And it didn't always seem to be accurate or authentic. So what would you say to the people who maybe are doubting that that type of healing can happen within the Catholic Church? Well, I used to be one of those people many years ago. I used to mock all these healings on TV or people you know, falling backwards, I'd say, well, he's just, that person just pushed him, which right. may be true. And until I experienced the Holy Spirit, you know, 30, over 35 years ago in a prayer group in Nashville, and I began to ex- have experience the power of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit. And it, it's like, oh, wow, this is the stuff I saw on TV. Right. And so, and then I began buying books from priests because I, I wanted to hear it from priests or you know, Catholic theologians, people who know what they're talking about. I wanted to know, is this Catholic? And I soon found out that, yes, it's very Catholic. It came from the Catholic Church. In fact, uh, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to the to evangelical brothers and sisters, but or the Pentecostals, but it came from us. We, it was part of the early church, and we, and we got away from it for different reasons. Um, you know, it was normal, Right. And, you know, Dr. Mary Healy, I believe her book is called Healing. Is it Healings or Healing? I think it's called Healing. If somebody wants a simple little read, she gives you the history. Randy Clark does a good job of giving you the history of the healing ministry in the, in the church. And he mentions the Catholic Church because you can't get around that because the early church was the Catholic Church. One of the things I learned was, as I read these books, is that this was not only normal, but it was normal even with the laity, right? That these were lay people, they they lived it and they lived each day with expectation. I mean, that's just how they lived. They just expected healings. They expected, like this was normal for them. And that's what we're trying to do in our parishes, make it normal. So we have a lot of our lay people who are going through, through training and encounter ministries. There's a campus here nearby Omaha, so a lot of our people are going through training. In fact, we're having a healing service this Friday night. We'll have the Blessed Sacrament exposed. We'll have some praise and worship. And we'll have our teams just spread out, like very much what we did at, at, with Global, just spread out the teams. And, you know, used to when I did this, Jenny, I, I did all the praying, and my associate did all the praying because that's kind of where I was. Right. And there are some Catholics that way. They will only go to a priest. Mm-hmm. And... um but the more I learned about uh, healing and the history of it in the church, I realized this should be promoted among the laity by virtue of your baptism, right? St. Paul says we've become temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus sends out not only the 12, but also he sends out the 72, right? So that's very representative of laity. So I'm always preaching this, and 
In fact, a lot of times what we do on the weekends after our masses, we'll offer prayer, whoever wants to stay after mass. And first time I started doing this, I don't know, three or four months ago. Now we do monthly healing service anyway. But the Lord told me after my sabbatical, start making this more normal. Don't make them wait once a month. Just make it part of their weekend experience. So so after I'll preach on it in my weekend masses, and then I'll just say, whoever wants to stay for prayer, I'll be here. And I've got some team members here. So I have enough people trained now. They just kind of know what I'm going to do. And they'll stay. And I'll have some some gentlemen stay there to help catch people in case they get a little wobbly. You know, they'll see me praying over people in the narthex after mass as people are leaving for mass. People have gotten used to it now. They'll just they're, they're it's just more and more normal. They'll come up to me and say, "Hey, Father, would you pray for me for this?" Or would you pray over? Or I'll look around in the narthex and I see other of our laity praying over other laity. And I thought, oh, this is exactly what I've been praying for. Is that I want our people to be excited. I want them to know that. Um, you don't have to have a theology degree. You don't have to be anybody special. God's always chosen just simple, ordinary, even sometimes uneducated people. I mean, look at the 12 apostles, right? So this has always been the norm in the church. And this is proven in the church fathers. It's proven through uh, writings. So that's what we're trying to do here. So I, I I want people to know they don't have to go to some healing service or some conference. I mean, that's great. But I want but what the Lord told me this summer is make it normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it to where people want to come to church for mass primarily, but also to know it's a place they can come for healing. Right. And, you know, I think as Catholics and and I speak for most women, we're really good at praying for you. We love nothing more than to get somebody's name and put them on our prayer list. Intercessory prayer is so important to pray for others. But I also think that we have to take it a step further and pray with people in that moment. Stop. And I led a women's retreat this past weekend, and I was giving them ways that they could go back into their families and their communities and and like with the help of the Holy Spirit, start praying with people. Mm-hmm. And there were so many women who are like, I could never do that. Like, I'll pray for you. I'll say a Hail Mary for you all day long. But laying my hand on you, I don't know the right words to say. I It was totally foreign to them and intimidating. And one of the most beautiful things that I saw at this retreat, once we had finished, um, there were a group of women standing over in the corner with their hands on this one woman and they were praying over her. She had shared about a difficult time that she was going through and these women could relate and they gathered around her and prayed over her. And the inner healing, the emotional healing that happened for her was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And these were just regular moms, right? They could relate to her situation because they had been through it. And so then like they were inspired by the Holy Spirit to pray with her. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, it can be intimidating. Like, I don't know what to say. I might get it wrong. What do you say to your parishioners when they say that to you? Those are the very people I want to pray over me because oh, now, wow. now, now they have no control, right? 
They yeah. don't roll through. And God loves it when we come to him and say, Lord, I don't really know what I'm doing, but this is not about me. It's all about you. Jesus is the healer, right? It's not me. He just needs us to be open. Right. And to be instrument. You know, I've done this several times at our parish. I did this last Sunday at the 930. I talked about, you know, it's very cold up here. It's 35 below zero. And I said, I'm going to warm you guys up or I'm going to get you fired up about God and about the Holy Spirit. He's so in love with you and he wants to set you on fire with his love. And I don't care where you are in your relationship with God. He just needs you to be open. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to have that a new experience of God's love this this new year, then I just invite you to stand up. And so the whole church stood up. Now, you know, they did this five or six years ago, maybe like two people. So they're used to it now. Had them stand up, put your hands out like this. And I said, just repeat after me. And I, I led them through what I call a surrender prayer. Just here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Just I give you full control uh, of my life, right? And then just let them through a forgiveness prayer. Lord, forgive me in any ways I've resisted or I've opposed the Holy Spirit knowingly or unknowingly. And I give you total uh, lordship, kingship over my life. Just take over. And I said, that's all you got to say. And they just repeated after me. They sat down. And then the Lord put on my heart to share with them at the end of Mass. I said, many of you here today, you're going to get a breakthrough in your life because that's all it takes. You don't need to have to be a theologian or some expert. Just be childlike. Be open. Some of the people on this team, we went to Brazil. One of the girls in my group from Chicago or somewhere had never prayed over anybody. And there are people being healed. I had people pray over me. Last year, I had some health issues. That's why I took a sabbatical. I had uh, like surgery every year for three years. That was kind of the joke at the parish. What body part are you having surgery on this year? <laughs> I had showed both both shoulders repaired, uh, rotator cuff. I went to these teams, uh, went to these lay people and had them pray over me the night before, hoping that I would be healed so I wouldn't need surgery. Well, I, did, I didn't get healed, but here's what happened. And this is this is what sometimes what happens. See, God knows what we need. I go through the surgery and the recovery time for both shoulders, there was zero pain. Now, I thought that was normal. And I told my doctor, my therapist, I said, you know, I'm not having any pain. And people have had these surgeries said, oh, it's it's horrible. So that was the healing he gave me. I had zero pain in recovery. And then last year I was supposed to have some stents put in my heart. I had a like a mild heart attack and, and he had all this on on a scan. Everything is all this high technology. And he showed me that my heart and the apex of my heart was he said, it looks like you had a heart small a mild heart attack. You got a couple arteries that need to be opened up. So I was going, had two people, two lay people the night before, just real quickly pray over me for my heart for healing, hoping that I would get healed. So we get in there and they have you under sedation. You're awake and he's talking to you. So he's showing my heart up on the monitor. I'm looking up on the monitor and he's turning my heart around. He said, okay, there's the two arteries. That one's wide open. Okay, here's the other artery that is going to need. Oh, no, that one's wide open. Okay, let's look at the apex of the heart. He spins around the heart. You, it's amazing. You see the heart pumping. And he said, there's your apex. Looks looks really good. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I thought I had a... So, and he's a very devout Catholic. So after the surgery, I, I saw him in the hallway. He was in his scrubs. And I said, hey, Dr. Um, McCray, you're Catholic, right? He said, do you believe in healing skills? Oh, of course. And I said, well, I had two lay people pray over me last night. 
And I said, you didn't seem like you were surprised in the room. Of course, he's a doctor. He's not going to get animated. And I said, were you surprised by that? He said, yeah, you needed two stents. He said, but both those arteries are wide open. Wow. And I, the Lord said, hey, tell him what happened. Don't be afraid. I just told him, I said, I had two women pray over me. Yeah. And these are people just now trained. They're, they haven't been in this very long. Yeah. So I just say that as an example of just just be open, you know. Right. Yeah. So you, you've you gone on this mission trip. You've experienced um, how God just pours his blessings and his healings over people when they're willing to accept them, when they're willing to be a vessel of the Holy Spirit and pray for others. So now that you've had that experience, what would you like to see in the Catholic Church? That, that the healing ministry become mainstream, and that, that it become normal in our parishes. Right. Not some conference I have to sign up for and get on a plane. And, you know what I'm saying? Those right. are all great, but that's Jenny that's really what's on my heart it has been for many years but it, it's just to make it normal right to, to create a culture of healing to where people can come to our parish and I mean that's our parish I've been here I'm in my eighth year so I've been here long enough to where new members that are coming in that the word gets around Omaha is not a real big city and word gets around and we in fact one of my my secretary was at her dental hygienist and she's not even Catholic and she's evangelical, and so Connie's telling her about St. Gerald, and she goes, oh, St. Gerald. She says, I heard some awesome things going on. She says, yeah, so word gets around quick. So, yeah, I think just, you know, we're doing this healing service this Friday, and we put invitation out to all the Omaha local Catholic. There's Catholic churches everywhere in Omaha, Catholic radio. So we're trying to bring in, and I've got a Protestant friend. I say, hey, bring your, bring your friends. So we brought a guy in last year. Uh, has a gift of healing. He's evangelical, and I went to was one of his healing services. Invited our parish. We filled up our church. It seats over 800 people. We have both Protestant Catholics. All kinds of healings. So our parish is becoming more and more people know that's we're open to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say that that's my prayer, not just for our parish, but for the whole church, every parish, that that become that that what we lost in those first early centuries of the church where healing ministry was expected. It was normal. It's how they lived their lives. That's that's my hope and prayer for the church is that. Uh, that our lifestyles don't look any different than the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. I mean, he he walked the earth. If you look in the Gospels, this is at the very heart of what he's doing, right, is, is restoration and healing. And more than anything, I want to say this, because it's it's more than just healing people. People need to know they're loved. And Randy Clark talks about that a lot. He said, if you don't love people, then don't get in this ministry. Because right. you're, you're going you're gonna to encounter people who are maybe some really rough people mm-hmm. on the streets. So, more than anything, they need to know they're loved. And it, it, that's what Jesus is all about, right? It, it's all about compassion and love. So let's say they don't get a physical healing, but hopefully my hope is they can walk away from that experience saying, wow, I've never felt that much love. So and then we've we've done our job. I don't worry about who's healed and who's not healed. I just, but I do go into every situation expecting right. healing. So Father Mark, for the person who's listened to the show and they can feel the Holy Spirit starting to come alive in them and and what you're saying. And they want to be courageous and go out and step into these gifts. 
what advice would you give them? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, not all, unfortunately, not all Catholics are familiar with the charismatic gifts or even open to it. So I would say, you know, when I was in Nashville many years ago, the first thing I did is I found a, a charismatic prayer group. Okay. Um, or, or find a priest or somebody that's open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, and if you can't find that, because some people are from smaller towns, I would say, um, I mean, there's all kinds of books out there. There's, you know, Encounter Ministries, I think, is a good place to start for people because they do a really good job of showing you where all this is in church history. So this is not something we just pulled out of the air, right? So I'll mention them, Encounter Ministries. I mean, there's volumes and volumes of books out there on the charismatic gifts, but I think if you feel something stirring right now, the first thing I would do is is thank God, and I would bring that to your prayer and just say, Lord, I want this. I want to know you. I want to know you, and I want to um, experience what Father Mark's talking about. I want to be more involved in this ministry because this is really at the very heart of what Jesus is about is restoration and healing. And then ask the Holy spirit to guide you. He'll, he'll, you know, he, you know, this, he somehow, if you're, even if you're in some town, there's nothing like that around there. You could find things on the internet. You can, but I would turn to encounter ministries. I would turn to John Paul, the second healing center in in Florida. Those are two that come to my mind immediately that are Catholic if, right. you're Catholic. if you're not Catholic, then there's Global Awakening, you know, Randy Clark, um, uh, Bill Johnson. But Randy Clark is the one that I follow the most. But those are just some few Catholic and non-Catholic yeah. resources. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Father Mark, for being on my show today. Thank you for sharing your experience on the mission trip. I know that just listening to you talk, I am on fire. I'm ready to learn more. And um, one of my goals for 2024 is to put together or allow God to put together a group that where we can pray over others and to begin to establish that and to share it with others. Because I know, especially being a cradle Catholic, like you've said, it's not a normal part of what we do, but it should be. Like we're putting God in a box and it's time to let him out of that box and see all of the ways that he can amaze us and the ways that he will show up in our life. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think I didn't mention this, but the key is is prayer life, right? Right. Not, all, all that we're talking about today comes out of your relationship with God. Right. So you got to have you got to be grounded in a deep prayer life. And because that's where it's all coming from. It's it's Jesus who's doing the healing, not any of us. Right. And, uh, you, you, and I think that's why there's a lot of fear, because mm-hmm. maybe people perhaps they don't really know the Lord well enough. But once you fall in love with him, you get to know him. You're, you, you can't help but want to share his love and his compassion with other people. So. And you'll be more comfortable in praying with people, as you said, and not just saying, hey, I'll pray for you later. Right. But to actually say, hey, I'll pray with you right now. Even on the phone, I'll do that with people. So can we pray pray now, which catches people off guard. But it means a lot more to them. I find that when you actually pray with them right there on the spot, even if it's for somebody else who has prayer, I just say, let's just pray now. Some of them will start crying. That's what we're supposed to be about as members of the body of Christ. We're supposed to be Jesus in the world, right? We're supposed to be his hands, his feet, his, you know, so uh, it, it's exciting stuff, so. 
Yes, very well. Thank you so much. So as we close, will you pray with us? Sure. sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, conversation, and we thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, the gift of your Spirit. And Jesus, you said this, is that you came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And this life you speak of is your divine life given to us through the gift of the Spirit. So we pray for all those listening today and those who will hear this recording. We just pray, Lord, that you stir their hearts, that you give them an openness to this gift of your Spirit, the gift of, of the Father. And we ask that you fulfill every desire that's in our hearts. And Lord, that we be your witnesses to the world, to a hurting world that is in so need, in so desperate need, of your love and your compassion, your mercy. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Father Mark, thanks again for being with me. Okay, thanks, Jenny. Enjoyed it. All right, friends, until we meet again next week, go out and magnify Christ in your little corner of the world. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to CatholicMomsInTheMiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.